feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, I am deeply stunned at this news as so many across the globe. You may recognize, of course, this theme song uh, now that we have some very sad news from Hollywood. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Breaking news. Heartbreaking news tonight from Hollywood that legendary actress Kirstie Alley, the star of Cheers and so many iconic films and so many iconic series, has suddenly died at the age of 71 after a very brief battle with cancer. On a personal note, I had the honor to meet Kirstie Alley a number of times, and she was always terrific, came over, would give me a hug, would always say hello Um, would always talk about me. She'd say, I used to watch you on Fox News, and I would say, oh, my God, I loved you on Cheers. I mean, her part on Cheers will never, ever, ever be forgotten. And also, just her contributions. Think about all the different charities. I was thinking of animal rights charities and so many other charities that she just was so passionate about. And suddenly we hear that she was diagnosed just recently with cancer, and was at the hospital and suddenly passed away after a very, very brief battle. And her family putting out a statement saying she was surrounded by her closest family and fought with great strength, leaving us with a certainty of her never-ending joy of living and whatever adventures lie ahead. And boy, did she epitomize just joy. Every time I saw her, she had a huge smile on her face. She was always excited about the project she was working on, the people in her life. She was one of those folks who was very passionate, outspoken about what she believed in, was vehement about what she believed in, was very passionate, often speaking uh, on political terms that were not in line with Hollywood. So in many ways, very courageous, very gutsy, and yet beloved by so many people in Hollywood. I think about her longtime friend, John Travolta, who she was dear, dear friends with, probably very different politically, but yet they were close, close friends. And tonight, uh, in about an hour or so, we're going to be joined by the legendary talk show host, Dick Cavett, who is going to talk about Christy Alley and why Christy was so special and what made her just so iconic and such an incredibly talented actress. I want to hear your thoughts tonight because I am stunned. This news just broke a little bit ago and I'm heartbroken. I'm stunned. Uh, She was always just so full of life, always lovely. um, And somebody who I had the pleasure of knowing. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The world has truly lost one of the most amazing comedians, one of the most Uh, zestful people for life and somebody who was just beloved 
on so many sides of the aisle and just a great, great actress, smart, brilliant, sharp, um, dynamic. Those are just some of the words that I can think of as we are getting the news tonight just a little bit ago that Kirstie Alley, the star of uh, Cheers, of course, and Drop Dead uh, Gorgeous, also Look Who's Talking, the list go on and on and on, passing away after a short battle with cancer. What are your thoughts about this iconic, amazing actress and comedian who, again, often espoused independent or conservative values uh, at a time uh, when Hollywood wasn't necessarily embracing them. You know, think about the guts and courage. She always was fearless, not just in the role she took, but of the people she loved and of the views that she held. 1-800-848-9222. And joining us now to talk more about Kirstie Alley and this, you know, just heartbreaking, shocking news, because most people didn't even know she was sick. And it sounds like her family had just learned just recently that she was recently diagnosed with some form of cancer. So this is very, very surprising news, uh, just rippling tonight. Um, But somebody who also knew her and was also a friend and actually, I think, met her on social media, if I remember correctly. And joining us now is, is our dear friend of the show, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. Tony, thank you so much for being here on the Rita Cosby Show. I, I, I was so surprised, Tony, and I remember you and I talking about Kirstie a number of times, and my uh-huh. first thought, I thought of you right away because I know you adored her and, and just deeply respected her too, Tony. I did, and uh, Rita, thank you for that glowing uh, tribute to her, and uh, one of the movies I fell in love with her literally was when she played her first role as Lieutenant Savak in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's uh, right. Back. That's right. Wow, that's so, right. So we used to talk about that. It's like, man, you know, that was such a great role, and I, I just, you know, recognized what an amazing talent she was just from from that. So she and I, so straight, your audience kind of would get this. She and I became friends during the pandemic when we were all locked down. And I was one day seeing her viciously attacked because of her views on Twitter. And uh, I, I was a blue check. I'm still suspended, just saying. Uh, and I got on there and I started defending her and started saying, you know, basically, look, she's right. I don't remember what the topic was now, but uh, next thing you know, she's following me. We're chatting. We've had a number of great conversations uh we were very much in the same space regarding our you know our beliefs in in the in the republic and defending it and of course for her free speech and the idea that children need to be defended that uh we have to stand up and have values and so despite the fact that uh, I was not a long-term friend with her I think a lot of her core principles and beliefs were very much uh things that many of us found attractive beyond her physical beauty and her talent, but is the fact that she was a, a solid uh, American who def- who believed in the Constitution and the right of, of freedom of speech and that sort of thing. You know, um, also, as you talk about, I'm just even thinking um, aesthetically, because my first um, time meeting her, I, I remember this, Tony, I mean, this was probably like 15 years ago, maybe I met her. And I was at some mm-hmm. event. I walked over to her and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm Rita Cosby. And she's like, I know who the heck you are. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> believe Kirstie Alley knows who I am. And she's like, girl, you're great. You know, she was this like class, but she had this big beaming smile and and right. such great personality and just 
full of life and full of energy, like you knew she was in the room. There was just something so dynamic about her, and she was just so real. Um, and I think that that, which is what you saw about her too, obviously, Tony. And it's so tragic because, yeah, she was just on um, doing active things. As a matter of fact, her last credited uh, role was on TV, and she was actually on, uh, let me see here, Mas- The Masked Singer. 2022. So she was actually very, you know, the last time we were texting was back in June. We were talking, as a matter of fact, you know this, we we're talking about doing an event down in Florida for one of the one of the organizations I run. And of course, I talked to, you know, invited her, said, hey, we're going to do something up coming up here. I want you to be aware and we'd like you to attend. And she was open to that. So, you know, clearly uh, this is a surprise to everybody uh, that, that this took her so quickly. And I don't think anybody expected this, unfortunately. And it's just... It's just a tragedy because, uh, Rita, as you said, uh, she was a great talent. She had great energy. But more importantly, in my judgment, she was a great American and just really believed in the the, the principles that we all believe are necessary to move this country forward. And at a time when we're fighting the culture wars, she's a warrior that we really, uh, really can't lose. And it's really sad that she's she's had to pass so early. And 71 is not old, just saying so. Not at all. And, um, you know, everybody, we're talking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. You know, Tony, you talk about a, a warrior, sort of a free speech, as you're talking about mm-hmm. Kirstie Alley, um, who you and I both had the honor to know. Um, mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts in terms of just how difficult and how courageous that is in Hollywood at a time right now where <laughs> you just talk about. I mean, you know, I think about if I thought about some of the, like, gutsiest actors and actresses coming out and speaking um, their mind and sort of, you know, bucking the, the ultra-liberal Hollywood flow. I can probably count them on maybe one hand. Maybe it goes to two, and she would have been on that. Right. And so that was the issue. So she, During uh, the pandemic, she was speaking her mind. Uh, to my knowledge, last time we spoke, she had never been inoculated. I know that's going around right now. She was picked, and no, she never, she would never accept that, and she didn't take it. And But the thing was, though, she was out there on Twitter going against the Twitter mob on a a number of issues. And she was fearless, and God bless her for being fearless. And she would just say her mind, and then she would be viciously attacked to to include some of her fellow blue checks. Blue checks would go after her, too. And there's no surprise there. And it it, it was very clear that this is – and this was the issue before, uh, obviously, we we knew it, that the the folks in Twitter were doing everything they can – to basically upend and suppress conservative values, thought, and expression. And i got to tell you, Rita, you know, that's one of the things Elon maybe want to be asked is, like, did, did they, Twitter, stick more people on her? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to direct attacks on her based on the fact that she was a blue check, she was someone with a massive following who spoke her mind, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were orchestrating attacks against her from behind the scenes, just saying. Yeah, I wouldn't be either, because as we're learning new details, in fact, in the last few days, it seems like uh, the the attack and the attack machine was vast and wide. And you're like you said, she was such a high profile and one of the few uh, well-known, you know, actresses there still embedded with Hollywood, still still many Hollywood friends. And and also, by the way, had some very ultra liberal friends um, that I'm sure did not agree with her in any shape or right. form. Um, but yet they just respected her. There was something she just, you know, when I think about her, I just think about what a smart, intelligent, 
brilliant actress, a woman of so many layers. And also, here she was. She was so passionate, also with animal charities. I mean, there were so many things when I think of her. So this is a woman who stood, you know, fought for what she believed in and and had life was like, you know, 110 percent with her. And and there's something so unbelievable to be admired by. Yeah. And so this is where um, it's just so uh, just immensely sad that and maybe it's better in some ways. I mean, obviously, um, I've known rel- – you've had relatives. I've had relatives who lived to very old ages, and it's just a painful process. So in many ways, maybe perhaps it's it's good that it all happened very rapidly for a family. But with that said, it's just so sad that it happened at all at such a young age. And, and uh, you know, 60s is a new 40, and I think 70s is a new 50. So, you know, and I know she was very vigorous in doing things, and, boy, uh, I was really hoping she would – be able to do a lot more to help us defend the equities of freedom of speech and that sort of thing. So it is, it's, like I, like we said, it's just truly tragic at, at a critical time of our nation's history that one of the, the most eloquent voices has uh, has passed away, and it's 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 just it's just it's a, it's a tragedy. Did you have any idea that she had cancer? Because in the statement that oh, just no. came out, yeah, that's it, it. Looks like it's a surprise to. Uh, so many people, her family, this is the statement coming from her family a little bit ago on the passing of uh, incredible Kirstie Alley. It says, we're sad to inform you that our incredible, fierce and loving mother has passed away after a battle with cancer only recently discovered. So it sounds like it was something that was very new even to the family and to maybe Kirstie herself, too. Yeah, no, I, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I invited her to come by the house here where I live. I don't want to where I live, but you know where I live. And yep. I said, look, uh, come on by sometime. I gave her the address and she said, don't be surprised if I show up because I drive everywhere. So, so yeah, I mean, she's that kind of person. She's very vigorous and she would just do things on her own. So, so yeah, I'd actually invited her to come by and hang out and, and you know, meet the folks here because they're all like-minded and love her. And uh, she was open to it. So, yeah, I mean, it, that, nobody contemplated Rita, that there was any uh, health problems. I mean, again, everybody saw her as a vigorous, kind of very active woman doing all sorts of of cool things. And, yeah, no, I I can't – I don't – whatever it was happened, uh, I would say, within a a, a month or two, if if even that. So It's so heartbreaking. You know, Tony, it's one of those things when I I saw it tonight when it crossed and I thought – Wait a minute. You know, um, I thought maybe I was misreading it, you know, for a moment because yeah. I, I thought, wait, when I saw the headline, it said, you know, Kirstie Allen, Kirstie Alley passed away is dead. And I thought, wait, 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 wait. Like, like I thought maybe I was misreading the headline because, again, just like you, I had not heard anything about her being sick. Oh. And, and at such a, a young and vivacious age, it is just it's such a horrible, horrible loss. Um, you know, our, my thoughts and prayers, of course, are with her family and all the people who loved her. And just deeply respected her, including you and me and so many others, Tony. Thank you. I really appreciate you well, joining you, us tonight. And, and thank you for leading with this. No, this is a great tribute to her. Thank you for leading. She's such a great, uh, an amazing woman. Thank you for being so conscientious to lead with this on your program tonight. So thank you, Rita, too. So. Oh, there's no way I, I would not. She was such a, just a precious gift. No way I would not. Thank you so much, Tony. Great to have sure. you here. Thank you, Rita. Thank, thank you. you. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to get your thoughts about this legendary actress and great comedian. Uh, You just heard Tony talking about Tony Schaefer, talking about his experiences with her and his thoughts about her and what just made her so special and so unique in Hollywood on top of her incredible talent. What are your thoughts? Uh, Boy, this is just a shocker. Uh, After newly discovering cancer, she has passed away. 
uh, suddenly, and most people did not know she was even sick. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The star of Cheers and so many other iconic series and films. Kirstie Alley passed away. Your thoughts about this courageous woman when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you may recognize this song from the movie Look Who's Talking, Walking on Sunshine. And Kirstie Alley, the star of Cheers, and of course, looks who, Look Who's Talking, and so many other iconic roles, suddenly has passed away at the age of 71. Uh, people who knew her well said they had talked to her recently, even in the last few months, and she was full of energy and vivacious, talking about new parts and roles and events and things she was doing, different charities and so forth. And suddenly this big breaking news tonight that she was just recently uh, diagnosed with cancer, only recently discovered, according to her family, and taken to the hospital where she was getting treated and passed away suddenly, again, at the age of 71, uh, a stunner tonight. Uh, I think the acting and comedic world uh, is just shocked tonight with this news that just came down just a little bit ago, Kirstie Alley, the iconic star of Cheers, and also, as you just heard from Tony Schaefer, who so eloquently said, a warrior for freedom, someone who was outspoken, someone who talked, questioned, talked about issues with children and vaccination and uh, freedom of speech, and that was very courageous. Think about that in very liberal Hollywood, and she always stood by her convictions, uh, a very powerful voice. Uh, for freedom and for freedom of speech, and what a talented actress, too, as well. Your thoughts tonight, because as you can tell, I am just stunned as this news just broke. I met her a number of times, and she was always, just like you saw her on camera, just full of life, always smiling, always spunky, um, and always passionate about what she was doing and what she believed in. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Judith on line five. Judith, uh, your reaction. Uh, I'm just, I'm really shocked tonight. Rita, you're not going to believe this. And I, and I said I have to share this with you. Just today, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why, but it came into my head that either Sid Rosenberg or you, Rita, would be great on Dancing with the Stars. That's how I thought at first, Dancing with I don't know why, but I thought you two, either Sid or you, would do a great thing on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know why I thought of this today. And then I remind myself. Hey, Judith, what if, what, if, what if Sid and I danced together? What if we did like a, like a, <laughs> a tango? I, I'm a pretty good, I'm a, actually, I, I'm an okay dancer. A lot of the folks here can attest at the, at the parties. I'm the one on the dance floor, but go ahead, Judith. Although I think Sid probably has some good moves too, but go ahead. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Anyway, listen, that was very good. So listen, yeah, so um, I'm choking up. Uh, Rita, listen, um, I got a call a few months ago and I lost my voice and I can't get it. So that's very funny, Rena. Um, so listen, get, so I'm thinking about either Sid or you going on Dancing with Stars. And then I said one minute, and there was one person that came into my head earlier today, and that was Christy Alley. Uh, and why? Because she 
made such an impression on me when she was on Dancing with the Stars with her partner, Maxime, whatever his name is. He's like the hottest guy over there, I remember, you know, and she was, they had such great chemistry together. They danced so beautifully together. And she was like, she struck me with so much personality, so much charisma. She made such an impression on me. I really, and that's why I thought of her. And then later I take a look and on my phone, it says she died. I was like, what? What are the odds, Rita? It's like, it's unbelievable. She was just a very special person. No, really and you, and by the way, it's interesting that you thought of her today. By the way, I, I'm 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 flattered that you think that I would have that much guts to go up there and do Dancing with you the Stars. Rita, 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 you'd be great. By the way, she did a lot of dieting. I, I wonder if the dieting did something. I don't know. Yeah, Remember, she, she was like she was up and down a lot. She was. She and I thought about that too. But they said it was cancer, um, and yet she seemed to have so much energy. Um, you know, even no matter what her size was, she always had tons of energy, always full of life. Um, Judah, thank you. That was a beautiful, beautiful story. And we're going to continue everybody after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Newcastle, Delaware, where Faith United Methodist Church celebrated its annual Veterans Recognition Day during its morning worship service. And the special guest speaker at the service was Sergeant Tracy Duffy of the Newcastle County Police Department. She is a native of Rehoboth Beach. And Sergeant Duffy was heralded along with other veterans who were present at the service. She spoke of her own experiences and also of her father's military experience. As an 18-year veteran also of the Newcastle Police Department, she is currently a division spokesperson assigned to the Public Information Office. She's also a U.S. Army National Guard veteran. And during her 18-year career, she's held several key positions within the department there at the police department, including training coordinator, personnel officer, public information officer, as I mentioned, auxiliary behavioral health unit officer, and community engagement specialist. And she has also received a lot of other awards before. The Multiplying Good Jefferson Award for Outstanding Public Service, the Director's Award, also Distinguished Unit Citation, Kiwanis Police Officer Award, and the Community Policing Award. And she said she is deeply, deeply honored to be recognized along with other officers and other veterans. Bravo to her and so many of our great men and women in blue. I love that we do this segment every single night. And by the way, to go along with our Back the Blue segment that we do here every evening, the Rita Cosby Show store has a line of Back the Blue merchandise right in time for holidays. So head over to store.ritacosbyonline.com and check out our line of Back the Blue gear. There's some really cool things in there, and they make great gifts for other people. And also, if you want to buy something neat for yourself this holiday season, and when you use the promo code RITA15, you will receive 15% off of your order. So that's store.ritacosbyonline.com. That's store.ritacosbyonline.com. And most importantly, everybody, remember to back 
the blue. Well, we are talking about the untimely passing of Kirstie Alley. I want to play a little bit more of the Cheers theme song because every time I hear it, I think of her. And this just kind of it makes me smile, everybody. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights. And if you are just tuning in now to the Rita Cosby Show, boy, some very, very sad and stunning news from the world of Hollywood. Wait, here it is. I think it's coming up. Here it is. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. And wow, everybody knows the name of Kirstie Alley for playing that iconic role in Cheers in the 80s and all the reruns. I was just watching a Cheers rerun a couple nights ago. I mean, we're going to be watching it forever and ever. It is one of the most iconic, iconic series. And Kirstie Alley. Now that we have gotten word of her sudden passing, that she was just recently diagnosed with cancer, many people, close friends, didn't even know. And her family just releasing a statement a little bit ago that after just only discovering cancer recently, she has suddenly passed away at the age of 71. I am personally heartbroken, um, devastated. She was just one of those courageous, gutsy actresses and comedians at a time where so many people are so worried about cancel culture and so worried about fitting in, especially in the land of Hollywood. Um, You think about also young women and men looking up to her, seeing this woman who was in Hollywood, and yet she was fearless. She spoke out about what she believed in when she had problems with kids and vaccinations. She talked about that. When she had a problem of stifling free speech, she spoke about that. Uh, She would come on all different shows and stood by her views and stood by her values. It was gutsy, it was brazen, and it was authentic, and it was real. And it was a rarity in Hollywood. And she took a lot of heat from it. There were a lot of people who came after her on social media. She talked about also uh, losing some parts or feeling like she was blacklisted in Hollywood uh, because she spoke out and wasn't sort of part of the pack, if you will. And yet she still always stayed true to her views and her values. And that is one of the most commendable, incredible things about this human being on top of Kirstie Alley being an amazing actress, one of the most iconic comedians and one of the most memorable series ever, and yet also somebody who was a great mother, a great grandmother. She was also a great friend to so many people in Hollywood, right, left, independent, didn't matter. She was also somebody who fought for charities that she believed in and values she believed in and was steadfast and determined and Just as we were just talking about truly a warrior for freedom of speech and guts and somebody that could be admired 
by young and old for her values and who she was. And what a huge, huge loss, not just to Hollywood, but to the world and to the world of freedom of speech. Boy, was she gutsy and boy, was she good at what she did. I want to take your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's talk to Carol. Um, Carol in New Jersey. Go ahead, Carol, your thoughts. Oh, hi there, Rita. You know, she was also a very honest person. And I remember that uh, she wrote a book several years ago. And she said she said that she had a serious drug problem, alcohol problem. And she said that Scientology saved her. She said if it wasn't for Scientology, she would not be alive. That's right. That's right. She talked a lot about that. And in fact, you know, I was thinking as I was talking about her friendship with John Travolta, who's also, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, associated with Scientology, um, that and and obviously they've been in parts together and they knew each other well, but they were they always sort of stayed friends. And they had, mm-hmm. I think, that bond, but they also just, you know, even though they were probably politically so different in so many different ways, um, but you're right. Yeah. She always, you know, she always was. I, I thought I, I said the word kind of authentic. There was something so real and so authentic about her that, yeah. like you just talked about, whether however we feel about Scientology, she said it saved her and it helped her. And she was never like, you know, uh, shot away from that. And I, I admire someone being authentic, at least who they are. Mm hmm. I agree. Yeah, 1,000. Carol, what was your reaction when you heard her passing? You know, I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I actually, you know, I, I there were no reports of her being sick publicly. Um, even friends mm-hmm. who knew her well didn't know. They were stunned. I mean, it, it's just, it's a shocker. Well, I was listening to the news before your program came on, and they were playing the theme song from Cheers. And I said, well, who in the world passed away from Cheers? It could have been one of the older men. That has been on the program for a while. I was surprised. I was actually surprised. I had no idea she was ill. Yeah, and even people close to her, uh, it seems, did not know. Many people close to her, and the family just said that it was recently diagnosed, Mm. recently discovered. Carol, thank you very much. Really beautiful to hear from you. Thank you. Let's go to Mike in my beloved uh, stomping ground of South Carolina. Um, Mike, your reaction. What a heartbreak to hear this news tonight. As Carol was saying, I, like, I remember I first saw like the headline and I thought, wait, I must have misread that when I saw a headline saying Kirstie Alley, you know, we get alerts and I saw an alert, Kirstie Alley dead. And I thought, well, wait, 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 I must have just misread that. Um, it's shocking because she was so young and so vivacious. It's shocking, Rita, and I always look forward to your show and Dominic, like I said, and I got texts from two friends uh, a little while ago. Um, I, I met a lot of people in New York years ago, you know, whatever. I was an extra in a couple of flicks. Um, but you know what? I'm looking forward to Dick Cabot. I was telling Ken, I, I enjoyed his uh, on YouTube with John Lennon. But, you know, with Kirstie Alley, she didn't walk in anyone's shadow. And I didn't realize your resume. Uh, Rita, with Fox and, 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 you know, things you've been involved in and the people you've met. And it's like, you know, she never, never, you know, she spoke her mind. She she was uh, 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 upfront about her causes and she wasn't shy with the words. And I always give people credit, 
you know, a round of applause like that. And like the old saying is, uh, God promises tomorrow to no one. So, you know, um, uh, enjoy every day of our life. I'm 68, same age as Curtis. So we just had our 50th reunion at the end of September. And, uh, you know, how many people from my class uh, passed? But, you know, with Kirstie Alley, uh, rest in peace, because she was just uh, a light among, you know, uh, so many uh, so many great lights um, that that are, that are now gone. You know, yeah. It is it is stunning. Um, it is really shocking. And seventy one, uh, so young, sixty eight, like you and Curtis. I mean, that's young too. You know, you think about it, and and, uh, and just she had so yeah. much energy as 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 you guys do too. You know, so um, Mike, it is. You're just. I think you said a really powerful thing just now too. It is such a reminder. Um, to live every day to its fullest, appreciate the people around you, appreciate, um, you know, doing what you love and being with, you know, whom you love. And uh, I mean, that, the, the other thing that. I think about, Mike, her life embodied that. I mean, you know, she she was really one yeah. of those people. You can't say uh, she didn't have an extraordinary life. And, and I, I brought up the time that first time I met her. Um, it was at an event, and I remember going over to her, and it was like uh, she was the star of this event. And I remember, oh gosh, it'd be fun to meet her. I just have always thought she was just the most amazing actress, and always just spunky and spoke her mind. And I and I had always admired that. Yeah. I I love that about a person. She was just larger than life. The whole room was around her, and it was like this ball of energy. And I just you know what she saw on camera was what she was like off camera. She was just real and true to herself and true. Uh, to to loving life and and every moment was like uh, oh, yeah. fighting you know fighting for what she believed in in a great way you know yeah and your words resonated the person she was and you got to know her and uh, you know uh, just um, uh, it, it's it's you know people gonna wake up uh, tomorrow and realize what yeah Kirstie Alley may you rest in peace and and. Uh, uh, what a life you lived. What an extraordinary life you lived. You know? uh, absolutely. Mike, thank you for your beautiful words. Uh, just really inspiring for all of us tonight, because I think we're still so in shock with this news. Mike, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Let's go to Lawrence, uh, line six in Massachusetts. Lawrence, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Hi there. How are you? What did you think about the fact that we were just talking, Kirstie Alley suddenly passing away and and. Most people, so far, I haven't talked to a single person uh, who even knew she was sick. She just was diagnosed with something recently, uh, a a very brief battle with cancer. I was driving when I heard the news, and I almost hit the brakes. It's like, you got to be kidding me, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I'm so glad you played the theme song earlier, because it was a wonderful show, big part of my life, and uh, she was a huge part of it, and she was great in it. I'd like to remind others, though, that do you remember the big Civil War miniseries back in the 80s called North and South? Yes, yes. She played a major role in that. That's right. That's right. A difficult role in it, too, and she was great at it. Absolutely. No, she was. You're right. You're right. And in fact, Lawrence, I want to play. Here's her on Cheers. This is cut 37 um, because we've been pulling some sound of just some of her. Here's a little bit of her on Cheers on uh, on the role that we all know, obviously, all too well. But here it is. All the charm, all the warmth. Where's Dave? Dave? My moose head. (laughs) I set him free. (laughs) If he really loves you, he'll come back. (laughs) 
<laughs> just uh, hilarious. And, and here's also, you know, the thing we've been talking about too, Lawrence, is just her guts for speaking out in ultra liberal Hollywood. Uh, she was not ashamed to talk about who she believed in, values she believed in, people she believed in, and certainly not the popular choice of Hollywood. Um, here she was. This was her on with Tucker Carlson uh, talking about Trump. Take a listen. You have effectively endorsed Donald Trump. You don't need to. You don't get anything yes. out of it. Why did you do that? You know, I'm not usually very outspoken about politics, but I, I did it because I, I feel like he's actually a person who is kind of like me. You know, I'm from the Midwest, and yes. if I was going to run for president, I would just really want to do it to help the country. I wouldn't have any other ulterior motive because I'm not a politician. So I like the idea that some guy comes in and, you know, he's sort of rough and tough. That's okay with me. Like I said, I'm from the Midwest. We're all rough and tough. And he, I really believe earnestly has the best interest of this country. And he just, you know, he just wants to make everything better. And he has some good statistics. <laughs> you know, she was always speaking her mind, Lawrence. And boy, is that refreshing uh, at a time where we've been talking about cancel culture. And remember, they just came after her. I mean, uh, you know, Twitter and everybody else in Hollywood. I mean, she used to talk about how people were just outraged and shocked. And she just didn't care. She's like, you know what? Uh, this is what I feel, whether they agree with me or not. I'm not going to criticize them. And they shouldn't criticize me. And how refreshing is that to hear that from a Hollywood star, Lawrence? Well, when I saw her on Tucker, that interview that you just talked about, um, I was amazed. I couldn't believe Kirstie Alley is supporting Trump. <laughs> but uh, but I admire her for her guts to do that, yeah, especially in the environment in which she was working and so on. But she was a great star, and she uh, brought us a lot of laughs and uh, fun and uh I, my condolences to her family, and yeah. I wish her well, and her family well, too. Yeah, big time, big time. Lawrence, thank you very much for the call. We're going to continue with your calls with this just really shocking, tragic news. Kirstie Alley, of course, the great star of so many great shows and films, um, including Cheers, of course, the very iconic TV series, Cheers, one of the biggest, biggest series ever, uh, Kirstie Alley a warrior for speaking out and speaking your mind, suddenly passing away at the age of 71. Your thoughts about this and this gutsy woman who was not afraid to talk about her support of Trump in Hollywood. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show in just about 10 minutes or so from now, we are going to be joined by legendary talk show host Dick Cavett. 
who has had the pleasure of interviewing and meeting Kirstie Alley so many times over the years. I want to get his reflections about this stunning passing and the word that we just learned just a little bit ago of the death of the star of Cheers and so many of our favorite shows and somebody who was clearly outspoken and stood by her values and what she believed in a very difficult place called Hollywood, uh, where she was one of the rare outspoken folks who was conservative in some of her views, clearly independent in others, uh, certainly unique and certainly fearless in so many ways. If you're just joining us, the death of Kirstie Alley, the star of Cheers. And again, we're getting word from her family saying she was surrounded by her closest family and fought with great strength leaving us with a certainty of never-ending joy of living and whatever adventures lie ahead. Uh, They continued, as iconic as she was on screen, she was even more amazing as a mother and grandmother. That coming from her family with word that Kirstie Alley, at the very young age of 71 and a very vibrant 71, has passed away after a surprising and very short battle with cancer. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bill. Line 7. Bill, your thoughts about this. Go ahead, Bill. Yes, as mentioned by one of the other callers, that she played a part, a terrific part, as an abolitionist in the family of a southern plantation owner. And uh, her brother, Coincidentally, was played as a, a Confederate officer, was played by Patrick Swayze, who also died of uh, cancer. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's in, that's right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. And that was uh, North and South, right? Wasn't that the film North right, and yeah, South? And, that, and both of them got acclaimed as uh, actors and actresses, you know, uh, from their parts that they played. I and mean, they were very impressing, both of them, when I saw it. It was the first time I saw either one of them. Absolutely. And, Bill, thank you. You're a great point. Um, and, by the way, she won. Uh, people, you know, think of her for comedic skills, which were amazing. Uh, she was a two-time Emmy winner, too, as well. Um, so you think about her, just all the uh, honors that she had had through the year. She was a tremendous and, and a brilliant uh, actress and smart human being, just super whip smart. When I met her, whip smart. Every time it's like some funny zinger line, you know, like I love the zingers, but she would like, I'm like, wow, that was really, wow. Like, she, like didn't miss a beat. Really amazing. Um, let's go to Charlie. Uh, Charlie and Woodbridge, your thoughts about this? Uh, just stunning news, Charlie. Hello, Rhea. Cosby, how are you? I'm doing great, Charlie. What are your thoughts? Well, I was a fan of uh, Cheers, and on the show, her uh, stage name was actually Ripika Howe yes. on the show. Yep, exactly. Am I right or you, wrong? You are correct. You are correct. Because I've been watching when I was a kid, when I was watching, and they're always teasing her all the time with between Diane, that's, Sam Malone. That's right. Sam Malone was in there, and Carla, and Diane. Absolutely. 1,000%. Charlie, great points. Very, very, and boy, we will never forget that. Uh, let's go to Christine, uh, Live 5. Christine, your thoughts about this? Oh, I'm so sad about it because... Every reason everyone's saying, but 
you know, she struggled with weight a lot. And I have a lot of friends who have struggled with weight. And they end up getting a bariatric, you know, a surgery, whether it's a rubber band or a permanent thing where nothing too big can go down. Yeah, and right? I don't and, and I don't know if she, I don't know if she had that, but she did have a lot of up and down with her weight. Um, although she was super energetic, always vivacious, and we hadn't heard of any like major problems, at least not in recent months, until boy, this terrible news. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Coming up later on in the show, we're going to be talking about the FBI meeting with Big Tech basically to say it's Russian collusion, if you will, about the Hunter Biden story. Some big bombshells coming up from the emails with Elon Musk. We're going to talk about that and also criminals getting more violent and more emboldened in New York and so many cities across this country. What is happening? That and more. But first... We were just playing that music that we always bump up with uh, every night. But tonight, we got to play this song because who can forget this iconic, incredible series, Cheers. And if you are just tuning in to the show or if you've been with us for the last hour, you are hearing the heartbreaking news of Kirstie Alley, the iconic actress from Cheers, passing away. Statements coming in in the last little bit. Uh, that she was basically diagnosed recently with cancer. Her family thanking doctors and nurses at Moffitt Cancer Center. Here it is. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. And everybody certainly does know her name, Kirstie Alley, suddenly passing away, getting the word just a few hours ago that she has passed away at the age of 71 with a surprising and very short battle with cancer. And we've just uh, been seeing statements in the last few minutes coming from her many co-stars through the years, Um, John Travolta. Of course, one of her most iconic co-stars and friends uh, paying tribute to her, saying, Kirstie was one of the most special relationships I have ever had. I love you, Kirstie. I know we will see each other again. Valerie Bertinelli also sharing her condolences on social media, writing, oh, Kirstie, rest in peace. So many people just stunned with this news. She was a fearless warrior and fighter for free speech, just a tremendous actress and comedian. And in just a moment, we are going to be joined by the great TV talk show host, Dick Cavett, who met Kirsty many, many times. Uh, but first, here is a little bit from one of the best, best TV shows ever, Cheers with Kirstie Alley. 
Uh, sweetheart, I'll just be over here. Okay, hubby. Don't you stop loving me. <laughs> I married a plumber. <laughs> And joining us now to discuss the very sad passing of Kirstie Alley is legendary talk show host Dick Cavett. Uh, Dick, you know, I think the world is just so heartbroken at this sudden news. What, what are your reactions? Absolutely, uh, but really sad. I really became a huge fan of hers watching her cheers all that time. And the fact that she could do every, a lot of things, uh, her notable work on Scarlet Letter. Uh, she's such a versatile actress and such a comic perfectionist. Um, she, uh, she should be studied in timing class for how to deliver a comedy line. She was just masterful. Um, I, I, I'm really heartbroken by this. I can't stand it. You know, it's shocking to hear this. And as you say, you know, her character, I think about you brought up Scarlet Letter. Cheers, of course, uh, was really where she skyrocketed to fame. What made that part that she played, uh, Rebecca Howe? It, it was so memorable, Dick, of all you, you know, you've talked to so many who's who through the years, but there was something special about that character. It's unforgettable. Well, she she was very and a very intelligent character, uh, certainly a master of comedy delivery. Uh, she, she should be studied in comedy school by how to play it without seeming to be um, trying to be funny or someone not out, not cut out for comedy sites. Either. She just uh, great in every aspect. Um, there was nothing wrong with her work. It was perfect, sheer, gorgeous perfection. Um, I just, I, I can't stand it because I'll, I'll continue to see her on Cheers, of course. And uh, just a note of sadness of the kind that we're getting. Far too many of these days. Yes, no question. And everybody, we're talking, of course, to the legendary talk show host, Dick Cavett. You know, Dick, too, there was just a joy about her. Um, I had the honor of meeting her a few times. I'm sure you met her many times. But there was there was a happiness about her. There was just a love of life. And that's the way people described her as just someone who had such a zest. What were your personal thoughts about her? My idea of a perfect human being. <laughs> she had everything. She had looks. She had brains. She had intelligence. She could play more than one person you know obviously she could be uh, one one thing and one thing and one thing and another until you just saw that she was uh an actress of great uh, versatility great range that's not easy to have she also fought dick you know for so many causes too that she believed in um you know she cared about animal rights she was deeply involved in big charities and and also tonight we're hearing, you know, what an incredible mother and grandmother she was. This is someone 
who care deeply about people and causes. This is the kind of death that makes you want to think the unfortunate thought. Why couldn't it have been instead? <laughs> um, just, it's painful. It's painful when somebody is that good. You're fond of seeing them. You hope you're going to, you think you're going to continue to see them. And then, bang, gone. Um, how do we adjust to this kind of loss? I don't know. Yeah, it is a tremendous one. Well, Dick Cavett, I thank you so much for joining us, especially with this very sad breaking news. And just always great to have your important perspective, uh, someone who's met the who's who of the world, the legendary talk show host, Dick Cavett. Thank you, Dick. Thank you. I feel wounded by this. Yeah, I think we all do. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Wow. Just a stunner to hear. Dick, thank you very, very much for joining us. It is a shocker, I think, to so many people. Kirsty Alley passing away after a newly discovered cancer and a very brief battle with that cancer, passing away. And the family, her family, saying they want to thank the incredible team of doctors and nurses at the Moffitt Cancer Center. Um, So she was rushed, obviously, dealing with it this cancer, but saying also that it was a battle with cancer that was only recently discovered. And also saying that their mother, uh, this are her two children. By the way, uh, one of her children, Lily Parker, the other one named True. How fitting is that, that she named one of her children True uh, because she was one of those people who always spoke her truth and was fearless about it. And they released the information saying, we are sad to inform you that our incredible, fierce and loving mother has passed away. Uh, Kirstie Alley. Wow, this is just a shocker. I'm still going through it with all of you tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Florida. Tony, your reaction to this really stunning news, uh, just rocking Hollywood and and so many people because she was just she was unique, she was uh, fearless, she was courageous, and boy was she talented, Tony. Hi, Rita. She reminds me um, of Marilyn Monroe because they were both drop dead gorgeous, but they committed their careers to comedy, and they could have done anything else, but they were the greatest comedians, and. My sister had the same thing happen where she found out she had cancer and she was dead a few weeks later. And it, and it irks me because life isn't fair. You have people like George Soros still alive and somebody as wonderful as Kirstie Alley gone. Well, we, cer- we certainly don't want, uh, we don't want anything to happen to anybody. Uh, but, but I will say in terms of Kirstie's passing, it is just it it is a shocker tony because she you know was 71 and it sounds like she was just newly discovered that's what the family's saying we've i've talked to a couple people who knew her tonight very well i met her a number of times but people who knew her you know were in constant communication with her and they were surprised too i mean this is it sounds like something that just was brand new newly discovered and and she just had such a zest for life, Tony. I mean, that's when I think about her. I think about somebody who stood by her beliefs, was never shy with her beliefs, 
always fighting for causes and issues and things she believed in and also tireless in her work, too. And just like you just said, I mean, beautiful, uh, feisty, spirited, I mean, uh, larger than life in, in such a dynamic, energetic way and, and brilliant, too. Uh, just like you said about Marilyn Monroe. You're right. I mean, picking comedy and also to be a good comedian, you got to be a smart person because it takes guts and timing and talent to be able to do that, too. Yeah, she was just as beautiful on the inside as she was on the outside. Yeah, 1,000%. Tony, thank you very much for the call. I know that uh, it's just heartbreaking for all of us and just a shocker, a real shocker. Tony, thank you. Let's go to Pete. Uh, Line four, Pete, your thoughts about the passing of this amazing actress, Kirstie Alley. I mean, beautiful inside and out, as Tony was just saying. Rita, I met her on the set of Saturday Night Live, and uh, I was in the green room, and I came in, and uh, I was going over to get a cup of tea, and I was carrying something. And she, I didn't know it was her. She grabbed the tea, and she gave it to me, you know, and she says, you want some sugars in it? I said, what a nice person. I mean, she was so famous. My heart goes out to John Travolta right now because it looks like everybody is dropping around him this year that he, you know, made so much great talent, you know, great entertainment for all of us, especially, uh, you know, I really, my heart goes out to him. And my daughter is heartbroken. Uh, She was born around the time of uh, Look Who's Talking. My daughter always watched that movie. Now she's 32. We saw her the day before on the show, you know, and I just, I can't say enough. I just, uh, God bless her. May she be blessed in heaven with all the joy that she's given to us. 1,000%. Pete, beautifully said. Thank you very much, Pete. Really, really touching thoughts. Let's go to Andrew, line three. Andrew, your thoughts real quick, my friend. I would say everything that we're saying about her could be applied to you if you switch to news. Oh, and you had uh, Andrew. If I could have one 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 thousandth of her uh, of her spirit, I'd be honored. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. And you probably it was the same taking risks. Where if it wasn't, you know, maybe Fox, it was okay. But to take pro American stance that won't float with uh, you know NBC News. So so there's a similarity there. And just I just thought of this now. But when the lady said about her beauty, but she chose comedy. When I was younger, I was into acting and, and a kid, and I was handsome when I was young, but it was female Lucille Ball and Chrissy Snow and a little Allie also that um, I saw that even though they were pretty, that they didn't care that they were pretty. They were trying to make people laugh. So I, I kind of like liked that and tried to pattern. Like I don't want to be a leading man. I want to be handsome but make people laugh. So that was the similarity and a quick joke. She would want us to be happy is that um, usually that is young, 71. Usually the female, the wife lives longer. And the reason for that is they nag the husband into an early grave. <laughs> exactly. No, no exactly. So, I've heard that one before, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, thank you. Love your call. Great to talk to you too, my friend. And real quick, let's go to Leo in Garden City. Real quick, Leo. Hey, how are you? Kirstie Alley gave us a lifetime of entertainment. Um, I never thought she could replace Diane on Cheers, but she did a great job. And all the speculation on how she died, 
we kind of got to stop with that. Who yeah, it does, you know what? It doesn't matter. I agree with you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. It, the point is, she is gone and left us way too soon. And, and what a huge That's, loss. Exactly. And she entertained us for many, many, many years. Yeah, boy, did she ever. Leo, thank you very much. Beautiful thoughts about Kirstie Alley, who will be sorely sorely missed and and as you can hear i am stunned you know i had again the honor of meeting her a number of times and she was always fun and gracious and spunky and just delightful and uh full of life every time i met her and just quippy always quippy and just always made me walk away with a big huge smile and a laugh um and boy what an enormous loss uh not just for hollywood but for the world for all of us uh, and every time I hear the the Cheers theme song, I will be thinking and smiling. I told you, I just was watching a rerun of Cheers literally a few days ago because I love that show. And I just uh, loved her personally, too, um, and feel so honored to have met her a number of times. And just, wow, what a dynamic, amazing woman. When we come back, everybody, we're going to talk about something. Kirstie Alley fought very much for free speech on social media and also elsewhere. And we're going to talk A lot about Elon Musk and his big bombshells, which now show that the Democratic Party and the Biden administration sure were having an input as to what was getting released. Elon Musk says that this does look like he uses the phrase, it's interference, election interference. That's what he says, because clearly one party had greater access to squashing information like Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about that and a lot more when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this busy Monday night. I hope all of you had a great, great weekend. Well, wow, everybody was buzzing over the weekend about the Elon Musk internal communications at Twitter drop. And boy, there were a lot of bombshells in it coming out late on a Friday. We were going through and dissecting it over the weekend. And now also uh, getting word that through Miranda Devine had a big story in the New York Post actually today on the cover, where essentially she says that the FBI actually held weekly meetings with Twitter executives ahead of, in the weeks leading up to the 2020 elections, basically talking about looking out for certain Russian disinformation that was coming and including something that may have been coming in October. And what a surprise in October, the Hunter Biden story comes out and it was suppressed in every shape and form and details about who was behind it. And boy, when you see that there's messages from the Biden team saying, Hey, uh, you know, I would suppress this. I'd suppress this suite. I'd suppress this. And then responses back from Twitter executives saying, handled, we took care of it. Boy, it sure looks like an all too cozy relationship. Here is Elon Musk uh, in a little bit of a Q&A over the weekend describing what he says. He basically says it's election interference. I want to hear your thoughts. This is what he describes it. If Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices um, on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. I and mean, what the hell else would you... Of course, it's like, 
yes. Um, you know, the, the, frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. And here is Senator Rand Paul, who says that the Republican Congress, when they come back again, remember, January 3rd, the House is going into GOP hands. And, of course, the Senate will stay in Democratic hands, but it might be a tight one, depending what happens tomorrow in Georgia. But here is what he said is the synopsis. So, yes, we have to do something about this. And the left crows about, oh, disinformation, disinformation. It's coming from government. Government is influencing our elections. Scary stuff. And when we come back, I want to take your calls as to what role do you think Twitter and the Biden White House had together? I give Elon Musk a lot of kudos for releasing this. And he says this is just the tip of the iceberg. He says that there could be evidence that also Twitter played a role in elections around the world, including potentially with like Brazil. He says there may be some evidence because Brazil... The head there is a conservative sort of hardliner and that they may have played a role helping the liberal opposition there, that there may be some concerted roles of election interference. And boy, is that serious stuff. That's a crime. So how big of a deal is this? And do you think there are going to be more bombshells to come? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story about a D-Day veteran on December 7th. U.S. Navy D-Day veteran George Saros, not George Soros, George Saros, will be given the French Légion d'Honneur Medal by the Consul General of France. This is the highest merit bestowed by the French government based on exemplary services rendered to France. Now, this D-Day veteran was born in Chicago, and he joined the Navy at age 18. And in 1944, he was a motor machinist. And on D-Day and beyond, Part of his role was to help unload tanks, ambulances, cargo, and troops directly onto the Normandy beaches. Wow. Earlier, by the way, in April of 1944, he said that three of our ships were hit and the oil and fumes exploded. Saro said that the Germans sent torpedoes to our ship, but they missed us. We lowered our small landing craft to rescue the survivors. A lot of those we picked up were dead. We lost maybe 1,000 people on those ships, but my ship saved about 100. Wow. And on June 6, 1944, he sailed just after midnight. Our ship was full of engineers, tanks, and trucks. We hit the Normandy Beach around 1 p.m. I was manning a 44-millimeter anti-aircraft gun. We had a German fighter come down and try to strafe us, but no sooner did he come down but a P-47 was right on his tail and blew him right out of the water. Thank goodness. By the way, after the war, Saros worked as a postal carrier, moving with his wife, Enrica, to western North Carolina in 2001. And how beautiful that he is receiving the French Légion d'Honneur Medal 
Uh, and also, by the way, other recipients include General Norman Schwarzkopf, Amelia Earhart, Charles Lindbergh, uh, also Curtis LeMay, the general, Tom Hanks, um, Ellie Wiesel, and so many more. And how beautiful uh, that he will now receive this again appropriately. Wow. On December 7th. What a powerful, powerful day of all days to receive it. And we are so grateful to great members of the greatest generation ever, our World War II heroes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As many of you guys know, my father was rescued by American troops, and they believe that they came through Normandy uh, and then came up to Germany and saved my father. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. By the way, America, as we all know, is the greatest country in the world, uh, but we can clearly tell uh, in the last especially maybe 72 hours or 96 hours, some of these bombshells released by Elon Musk showing, wow, a lot of, you know, potential collusion, it sure looks like, and certainly coordination taking place between the Democratic Party and also the Biden administration and big tech, especially Twitter. Some of these things are just bombshells where it basically shows, hey, here's what we would like you to suppress, including essentially this Russian disinformation, the Hunter Biden story, even though there was no proof of it being Russian disinformation, they clearly had this sort of like set message. And you could just see it through these internal communications that have just been released by Elon Musk. And he's saying this is just the tip on the iceberg. He says he's got a lot more to come. Uh, imagine what else might be in there of those conversations with Twitter. Miranda Devine of the New York Post again reporting that there were weekly meetings essentially held with the FBI and Twitter, basically gearing them up that there was going to be Russian disinformation coming in October. And then the Hunter Biden story drops and they're like, oh, well, this is clearly the Russian disinformation that FBI keeps telling us about. And remember, they were also saying the same thing to Facebook. Remember, Mark Zuckerberg admitted that there was this pressure coming from, you know, Twitter. I mean, constant messages from FBI saying Russian disinformation is coming. There were the 51 national security advisors also saying the same thing. And meantime, just a little bit ago, John Paul Isaac, this is the guy who sort of started the whole Hunter Biden story, if you will, because remember, he's the guy who is the repairman. He's the repair shop guy who got that, you know, laptop that we now know was Hunter Biden's laptop. So here he is describing sort of the sequence of events now, now that everything he's basically has said has come true. Uh, Take a listen. This is how he says that he was just he knew he was sitting on something huge that he said, yeah, I remember the guy coming in. It looked just like Hunter Biden. I tried to reach the guy. um, And then when I went into it to figure out what it was, uh, wow, I was like, uh, this is shocking. Take a listen. Here is John Paul McIsaac. Well, when I was hired by Hunter to do a data recovery from his laptop, uh, initially I saw a lot of the homemade, personal, and embarrassing material that that has been reported on. I I did see some documents, but back then, when he dropped it off and I did the recovery, his father wasn't running for president. It wasn't until about two weeks later he announced his candidacy, and I started to 
fear for my safety because I was sitting on a time bomb. I didn't know how big that time bomb was until the laptop became my property after Hunter, after repeated attempts for him to call, come in and put, collect it, failed to do so. And I knew I was sitting on criminality. I wanted to know how much. And it didn't take me long to figure out that this is something that needed to get to law enforcement, specifically the FBI. And then here he is responding to these Russian disinformation rumors. I had no doubt in my mind that the person that came in to my shop with those devices was the same person that was starring in a lot of the homemade material that was on the computer. I have no doubt in my mind. Uh, when I went to uh, pursue clearing my name and pursuing Twitter in the court of law, mm-hmm. one of the first things we had to do was to prove that I wasn't a hacker. And the easiest way to do that was to verify that this was, in fact, Hunter Biden's signature. So the first thing we did was get an FBI, retired FBI professional of 30 years to examine the signature. He came back. It's 99.8 percent positive. He even gave us a, a rundown of the uh, mental condition the person would have signed it in. So it, it's I've known for the facts for so long. I've just been trying to figure out who who started the rumor that this was Russian disinformation. And then this is really powerful to me. This sort of says it all. He was asked, this is again, of course, this is the, you know, computer repairman who got that, you know, laptop that would make anybody blush. Can you imagine? We've seen a little glimpse of it. Can you imagine what he's seeing on there? He said he's gotten death threats. He's been worried about what's going to happen to him. And he said when he figured out what was going on and that he was sitting on something so explosive and also saw things that talked about money and the money trail, not just the drugs and the porn and all the other stuff associated with Hunter Biden. Uh, he says he reached out to the FBI. And take a listen to this, because to me, this is so damning, sadly, to law enforcement, to the FBI specifically, or at least to certain agents. Take a listen to what he says. They took the laptop and the paperwork and the uh, backup drive on December 9th, 2019. Uh, I got a phone call maybe two weeks later, just seeing if anybody had come in and collected. Uh, Nobody had. And that was the last I heard from the FBI. That's the last he's heard from the FBI. Don't you think that it sounds like somebody in the uh, Democratic Party somehow got a hold of people at the FBI and said, you don't want to follow up with this. Trust me. I mean, why would you not follow up with the person who got the laptop to find out about it? And remember, you know, it's really interesting during all of these things where they're now spreading the word, saying that, indeed, oh, it was Russian disinformation. It was this. It was that. The FBI had the laptop at that time. I mean, how could they say that it was Russian disinformation? They physically had the laptop. He's actually confirming that he handed the laptop over to the FBI to authorities. And yet the FBI and others were now, as we know from Elon Musk, part of his bombshell stuff, that they were actually saying Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation, you know, warning all these different big social media companies that there's a lot of Russian disinformation associated with this and other things uh, and basically go with skepticism. Meanwhile, they had the laptop. It wasn't like a question of is there such a laptop or is there stuff on it? John Paul MacIsaac said it was clear as day what was on the laptop. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that got him concerned for his life. And yet the FBI perpetuated, or at least some individuals there, because I don't want to smear the FBI. I love the FBI. There's some great folks in there. But clearly, there's some bad apples in there that had an agenda. 
And somehow they were colluding and talking with, you know, the folks at Twitter and at Facebook and elsewhere, basically telling them, oh, there's all this terrible Russian disinformation. And if you get it, you got to suppress it. And then they were sending direct messages from the Biden administration to Twitter. That's what some of these bombshells are showing us in the last few days. So does this give you pause about how politicized the FBI is and what great lengths they were going to suppress this information about Hunter Biden and create this myth that it was Russian disinformation. Because you even see internal emails now coming out from Elon Musk basically saying, well, we can't, we let's pretend it's basically a hack or it's a hack maybe, but even though we can't prove it. So I know we're breaking our own policies, but let's just kind of keep going with this because they clearly had an agenda and they were clearly in cahoots in some sort of very clear relationship with the White House. And they wanted it to be suppressed. And the White House clearly wanted it to be suppressed, which, by the way, makes me want to see what's in it even more. Because if you're going to go to all these lengths and you're going to try to create this like Russian disinformation and you're going to keep calling and do weekly meetings with Twitter and weekly or frequent meetings, as we know, with Zuckerberg and the people at Facebook, it makes you wonder what the heck is in there that they are so worried about. Boy, I can't wait for the House Republicans to start going after bank records, to start going after other business records phone records, a whole bunch of stuff. Boy, there could be a whole bunch of dirty garbage coming out very, very soon. Doesn't it make you wonder? And Rand Paul says every time they have tried to get answers on this, just basic answers, even just to shut it down, that something that might even help the White House, they get nothing. And he says that also raises his ire even more. Take a listen. Here is Rand Paul talking about that. Well, the thing is, is we're finally going to have some investigations. We've had nothing but stonewalling. And one of the great advantages to having a Republican House is now we will, for the first time, be able to look at this and exert some oversight on this, frankly, criminal behavior within the government. That is some tough language. Criminal behavior within the government. Did you ever think that you would be talking about that And did you ever think that to the degree that certain messages from individuals, mostly Democrat, like probably 99.99% Democrat, were the ones that were being suppressed? And doesn't that affect an election? There are people who came out and said, had they known the Hunter Biden story, that they might not have voted for Joe Biden. They might have thought differently because remember, it was like, I'm the squeaky clean guy. I'm the guy with nothing, no baggage. I'm the guy, you know, who's uh, straight up, you know, and Trump is the guy who's, you know, twice impeached, you know? I mean, that was, that was the way it was sold that he was the guy uh, with the dirty laundry and good old Joe was, you know, honest Abe. And a lot of people are saying, God, had I known this, I might not have voted. I might have voted a different way. And that is coming from Democrats and independents. And enough where it was like six to eight percent. That's enough to have swung the election. I mean, talk about election interference. When you think about it, that really is. It's blocking information that people should have so they can make an educated decision. But yet, if anything is Trump, 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 Trump. It's like out there in five seconds. And yet something like this, as serious as this, 
and these allegations are absolutely serious and could be criminal, it got shut right down. And even to this day now, we still only have bits and pieces of it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you have faith that we will finally get to the bottom of it? And how ugly do you think this is going to get? And how high up could this get as well? And what of a concern is this about election integrity in terms of of shutting down information, and again, Musk even alluding that Twitter may have played a role in the Brazil elections. So we're not even talking about elections just in the United States, that they may have interfered with elections overseas. This is wild. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete on line five. Pete, your thoughts about this? Yeah, hi, Rita. Thank you for taking my call. You know, Hunter Biden was the bag man for uh, the big guy, so the big guy would get his 10%. But the other one, a lot of people don't really notice much, and they really ought to focus on it, they being the uh, people that are going to go after the investigation, uh, uh, should be the uh, his brother, James, uh, Joe Biden's brother, James, which was the, was the third leg in the, in the uh, Biden crime family. You know, the thing of it is, is when you take and you have uh, government agencies, Rita, like the FBI and the CIA and and so forth, and and they're and they're complicit in this cover-up and these scandals and these and these uh, this, like setting up uh, Trump with a Russian probe. You know, you begin to look at our government, and you you finally come to one conclusion: these people are all in for one thing. It's all about money, gra- uh, grifting, and money, and they don't give a damn who's in their way. They're going to use the power of the government to go after certain people that try to expose them. And, you know, so Pete, here, Pete so, I also and, think, and, hey, Pete, I think it's about power, too. You kind of use the word power, but I also think it's about anything to stay in power and have the right person um, and potentially, as you're saying, money, too. But I think it's also they would do anything. I mean, if you look at these, what what this is showing, I mean, this this is stunning, Pete, that they actually were like, here, block this, do this. I guess I'm not surprised because we always sort of know that big tech was, you know, in bed, if you will, with the Democrats. But to such a degree and to such a concerted degree, what's stunning to me is the FBI involvement, Pete. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, readers, I mean, during the uh, the investigation of the uh, the Russian probe, I watched, you know, I, once in a while you'd see, I'd see the uh, hearings on C-SPAN. And I watched these people trying to line this up, like Trey Gowdy, for instance, okay? And this, and, and, it, and, and you know what, Rita? It never went anywhere, okay? It just, they stumbled around and they, they talked in circles. Nothing became of it. So where's Trey Gowdy today? He's no longer, uh, no longer, I don't know, congressman or senator, whatever. You, you pick one house. And the thing of it is now he's got his own program on Fox. And, and there again, it goes back to we. I I seriously believe in the back of my mind, nobody's going to prison, Rita. Nobody's going to be punished for any of this. You know, I disagree, Pete. And I think what makes this different is that now the GOP is in charge of the House. Uh, the sort of like game is over, and you got Elon Musk there at the head of Twitter. Just think about the sort of this moment. I believe timing, sort of everything, Pete. And I think because you've got Elon Musk ready to reveal all because he's like, listen, you know, sunlight needs to be done. 
Uh, we have to have integrity. People have to have public trust in Twitter. It sounds like he's going to release whatever he can. And if he sees something out there that's not accurate, he's going to put it out there. Um, and the GOP is determined because they saw Democrats playing hardball for a long time against Trump and many other Republicans. And they're sort of on to that game now. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you have made such huge efforts to hide this. I think they're going to go full throttle, Pete. I really do. I, You know, who knows where it ends up? But I think if the facts lead there, I think they will push for it. Uh, whether DOJ does anything is a whole other thing. And it depends whose DOJ it is at that point. You know, it could take a long time to investigate. So we'll see where it goes. But if it's a Biden DOJ, you're right. At that point, it may not go anywhere. But who knows? By that time, it may not be a Biden DOJ anymore. In 2024, uh, there could be a big surprise coming for the Biden White House. one 800 848 And I'll continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. Sounds like Elon Musk when Matt Taibbi was releasing the emails. And he said, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Dave, you know, I disagreed with Pete who was just calling. Pete was like, oh, nothing's going to happen as bad as it is. Uh, I disagree because I think uh, the GOP, if they can find clear proof, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if charges come. Your thoughts? Well, I, I kind of agree somewhat with him. I mean, the federal justice system has been corrupt for years. I mean, when the Republicans were in charge, nothing ever came about with Hillary's uh, server, whether it was confidential, you know, uh, defense information. They know that her computer was hacked. And then the, then with Donald Trump, the issue, illegal issuance of a FISA warrant to justify an investigation in him, which was like a, which was a, basically a political coup, a coup. I mean, I can't think of anything more treasonous than that, and nothing has ever happened. Nobody's been held accountable. So you kind of have, you know, in a lot of ways, you, you kind of start to lose faith. And, and, I, and honestly, I don't feel – I don't have a lot of confidence in, uh, you know, Congressman McCarthy as our lead. I don't think he's, you know, you know a uh, career politician who's got the, 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 the gumption like a Trump leadership, you know, someone strong or to, to really, really investigate and take this to where it needs to be taken to. Yeah, although, you know, what? although and I hear what you're saying, because I do think um, there may be maybe it's some reluctance on his part. Um, on the other hand, I think a lot of it depends where these things go. You know, if it's close to when it's election time um, or if it's close to more importantly, like, say, if the GOP suddenly gets the White House, um, then you're going to have a DOJ that would suit whoever is the president, that administration and if the facts are so clear cut, I just think when you're dealing with things that they are looking at, it's not necessarily a, um, you know, a processing crime or another crime. If it gets to where there was actual money and they can prove like bank accounts or they're talking about shell companies and overseas countries and things like that. If they can prove some of that and you get a great like forensic, you get like a former FBI guy who is like top notch at forensics. Um, and I'm not talking about like when the forensics, I'm talking about like, you know, technical and banking forensics. And they can tell that 
this money was wired here. It went to this shell company. Then suddenly, lo and behold, it shows up in, in uh, you know, in Joe Biden's account or Jim Biden's. And then it goes to Joe Biden's. Um, if they can prove something like that, I think that that's a bombshell. And I think it is much more clear cut and much more serious. Um, and also depending where the money came from. So who knows where it's going to go? Dave, thank you. Great points. Let's go to Rick real quick. Rick, your thoughts. Yeah, Rita, I was going to say it's going to get really ugly if they investigate Hillary Clinton and I have to see her face on the news. Oh, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. By the way, uh, and also Joe Biden and Jim Biden and good old Hunter, I think regardless, uh, is going to have to separate crack from Parmesan cheese and he's going to have to testify. I don't see any way escaping that one, good old Hunter. Much more tomorrow night, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.